0: Episode 73 of TerrorVision Horror Podcast Splatter Chatter. Uh, it's our fortnightly installation where we discuss some of our favourite films. I'm one of your hosts, Jennifer Strand, and joining me is our very own limb collector, Dan McGuinness. Hello. Hello, Dan. What have you been doing?
1: This week um, I'll, on the weekend, last weekend, I played, my mate came around, mm-hmm. a couple of mates came around, yep. and we played a, bo- he bought a board game called Betrayal at Hill, no, Betrayal at House on the Hill. It's fun. Yeah, and I'd never heard of this game, and I thought like, I'm one of those people who like, hates learning board games. Yeah. So, like, if I'm the host and I have to say the rules, it's like my most hated thing in the world. <laughs> sure. I make someone else read my own board game's rules to people. But yep. they all had played it before, so they knew. And what it was, is a very cool game, like. I hadn't played a game like this, so it's horror based. That's why I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, basically, it's a tile game where you, you know, you know, the tile ones where you flip a tile and that becomes the board. Yep. So, you start in a foyer of a house, you flip over a tile each turn, and that creates a new room, and you can go into it, and you're like four people. Um, and basically, kind of the first part of the game is in two parts. The first game is kind of just like powering up your, char- your character a little bit. So, you've got these things called omens, yep. which you want because they make you better. Uh, But also they're bad as well, because once you get a certain amount of omens, that's when the horror part starts happening. So you want omens, but you also don't want omens. It's weird. It's kind of cool. So it's, you know, like, I'm getting it, but like, you know, if one person gets too many, then the game changes and you don't get to make any, get any more omens and one person's powered up and no one else is and kind of, that kind of thing. Once you get the, the certain amount of omens, the game drastically changes. And then it randomly, I can't remember how it picked it actually, but... It randomly picks, like, a scenario from this book. Like, you roll and it goes, like, you know, you, it's it's scenario 37. And then yep. you go away. Um, one of you becomes, like, it's called the betrayer. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember how, but it was me in the end. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, so I, I, uh, there's two books. I go away and I look at, you know, Synopsis 35 in this book. And then the guys that, uh, who didn't become the betrayer, they have their book and they look at Synopsis 35. So both of us are reading from this, you know, different things, about yep. the same thing. Uh, one of you becomes like a horror element and I became a, a person who, it, mine was called Voodoo, mm-hmm. where I, you know, I, uh, I chose rooms in the house and then I assigned a voodoo doll to the players and I had to write it down. So, like, my mate Braden, I was playing with Alex, and my mate Steph. I, you know, I, I assigned a voodoo doll to each one of them. And then every one of my turns, this stuff happens. Yeah. That, you know, because you've got this voodoo doll, you have to do this or you die and stuff like that. My goal was to kill half of them off. Sure. I don't know what they – but I, the thing is, is being the horror – person i didn't know what was written in their thing and what they knew about my thing and i didn't know how they would be able to stop me so yeah it's so like and so that's cool like so you know it turns into this horror movie the thing is every single scenario in this book is like 40 or 50 scenarios is a different horror movie kind of vibe yeah and each one of them has its own play rules and everything so mm-hmm. in one of them uh what you, you could become a werewolf and all you have to do on that is be in the same tile as the person and you kill them. Yeah. So then it just turns into a chase cat and mouse game. Um, and there's so many in there. There's ones where you control minions. There's ones where you it's a zombie outbreak and you're zombie one. And then as soon as you kill one of the other players, they become a zombie as well. And it's yep. gang up. And there's so many. And every it's a completely different game depending that second half. It's like the end half of your horror film. When you, the first part of the, the film is, just, is the setup. Yep. Um, the first part of the game is just the setup and then the actual horror of what it is. This is the second half of the game. And my word, like such a good vibe, eh? yeah. like so well thought out and so balanced. You've played it before, haven't you? I
0: have. I've played it a couple of times. Um, can you
1: remember any, remember any of the scenarios? Can't remember any of the scenarios. It was a
0: while ago, um, but yeah, I just I do remember. Like it's one of those games where everything is so thought out, so it has this replayability. It's not one of those like Arkham Horror games where every week there's a new expansion coming out for it. It's this is the game. I think there might be one expansion. I'm not sure. Well, it's, it's easy to do
1: expansions. It's but, more. It's just pages. But I had to go away into the other part of the house and yeah, read yeah, all you've this got shit. To, And you, like, read out lines and stuff. I love
0: that uh, it's so thought out and in-depth of a game that can kind of just, it it makes it more interesting than just rolling a dice, moving a couple of spots, picking up a card. Yeah. People start fighting. And because there's
1: bits in the game where it, like, seem irrelevant and, but, like, they would become relevant in different scenarios and stuff like that. It's very cool. Like, ah. Yeah, just a that's a great horror based board game and for someone like us who's really into or, or horror the different genres and that it just covers it all and like just not knowing what's going to happen and you don't know who's going to become the the betrayer so you you know if there's someone's got lots of omens they're more powerful because yeah. you can use the omens at, when you're the bad guy as well so i was like a little girl and i had a handgun yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, great game. Um, so if, you ever, uh, if you're if you a horror fan and you like playing board games, Betrayal at House on the Hill. Mm-hmm. weird name to say. I keep going to of say like Betrayal at a Hill House or something
0: yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, the House on
1: Haunted Hill. Anyway, that kind that's, all. That, that's kind of my, my little shimmy that I did this week and I enjoyed that very much. What happened to you?
0: Uh, well, I picked up the new horror vans. Oh, um, what, which one? Oh, so you all know me very well. I, I went in with a plant. So I went in and in my mind, I'm like, I'm just going to pick up the Krugers. Cause yeah, because they
1: were clearly the best they ones. They were
0: clearly the best ones. Um, I'm not going to say that the whole range didn't slightly disappoint me, but also I get very excited when there's horror stuff because it's we, horror. we don't get a lot of it. Um, so I went in with the plan. I'm going to pick up this crew neck jumper. I'm going to pick up the Krugers. Was there, a crew
1: neck, was there a horror jumper?
0: Yeah, so they've done a hoodie, a Friday the 13th hoodie. As if they didn't do
1: the Freddy jumper.
0: I know. There's, there's apparel. So I wanted this crew neck jumper. Um, And then I was going to grab the rest either online at a later date um, so I could after pay them and not feel like I've just dumped a bunch of money into this. Um, But the website launched before it was meant to. So when I checked the website, everything was pretty much sold out immediately. So when I went in at 9 a.m., they opened the doors. The phone's already ringing off the hook. People are after these Krugers. Um, A lot of them are just like those sneaker people trying to resell and whatever. Flippers. Flippers. Fucking Um, hate them. So I ended up just panic buying all of them, all, all of them. High so, tops and low tops? so I got the high. T- I got the Krugers. I got the high top shinings. I got the slip on shinings. I got the slip on Friday the 13th. Um, I got my crew neck jumper, which I really wanted. It glows in the dark. Oh, dang. Um, and I ended up buying a hoodie.
1: Yeah. And that's hate. So I But dropped... people don't know what they are. Vans did a run of horror shoes. Yeah. So they did like a Kr- Freddy Krueger one. They did a shiny. What were the other ones?
0: Uh, there was Friday the Thirteenth. Um, they did a Lost Boys creeper, which is okay, I guess. Um, and then there was they did it as well.
1: All yeah, right.
0: Um, so yeah, I. Do you know
1: what I did watch this week? What? I watched the Goosebumps two
0: movie. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. It's was it? not Ke- as good
1: as the first one, yeah, anywhere okay. near. But like, there's a bit where like, because it's like it's like R.L. Stein's first book that mm-hmm. he like, had didn't finish, and there's like the the balloon comes out from. By, uh it, yeah. and uh, Jack Platt looks and he goes, I knew I thought of that first. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought that really, I thought that was really funny. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> and it, who's our not yet? Uh,
0: yeah, so yeah, I grabbed them. I was pretty happy. Like I'm not reselling. I'm a collector, so I'll probably wear them at one point and I'll be very happy about it.
1: Excellent. Um,
0: yeah, so that's that's what that's I That's a
1: did. lot of like uh, cold hardy he dropped on,
0: oh, on the yeah. horrors. I but- do work very hard. For my money. So. play hard as well. I work out. I play hard. Yeah, I panic buy like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: FOMO, FOMO, FOMO.
0: Yeah, that's what I was messaging Bryn going, I'm panic buying. It's FOMO. I don't know. I'm weird. It's fine. Whatever. Um, So this week, look, we are going to discuss our favorite Body horror movies.
1: Body horror. Body
0: horror. So, look, body horror is easily summed up as graphic violations of the human body. It's as simple as that. Um, I know what you're thinking. Like Fred Durst. (laughs) He's just a graphic (laughs) violation. Yeah. Look, I know what you're all thinking. Aren't all horror films just graphic violations of the human body? Yes. But... Um, Unlike the slasher genre where we have this actual killer inflicting violence upon his or her victim in a familiar setting such as suburbia or a summer camp, body horror tends to spotlight a physical manifestation within the body. Mm -hmm. Um, David Cronenberg is definitely the best example we can give um, with Videodrome um, as an exploration of the fusion of flesh and technology. Um, Again, The Fly, a commentary on the AIDS epidemic and just the Transformers. Um, Body horror is a prominent genre throughout the 80s with melt movies like Street Trash um, and through the 90s and then leading into the post 9-11 torture porn scene with films such as Saw and Hostel. So it doesn't necessarily have to be just a lot of like, you know, toxic Avenger Transformations, Toxy. old Citizen Toxie, or anything like that. It could be something as simple as like martyrs, the violation of the body, or it can be a physical manifestation through the body.
1: Yeah, because I didn't know actually that's what it was. So yeah. I was like, when you say body horror to me, I'm just like Cronenberg.
0: You do you, full stop. You straight out think Cronenberg. You think melt movies. So I you thought like yeah,
1: I thought of Video Drone and The Fly straight away. Yeah. So. We're not going to talk about them because we've just quickly just got. But like Video Drone, without a doubt, is my favorite. Like yes. one of my favorite horror movies of all time, and also like it's obviously one of the best uh, body horror ones. And you know, if you haven't seen Video Drone, get out there and see it. It's oh, like yeah. one of my. You know, I want Video Drone merchandise. I can never find it. When I do find it, it's too expensive. Oh my
0: god! Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, so fucking, it's, it's hard to be a horror fan. This is why we panic buy vans. Yeah, like. exactly.
1: <laughs> so obviously, there's two straight up. Yep. The, the Fly and where we, we could go on about those two films in themselves. But I wanted to kind of... They're the two obvious ones, but we want to kind of delve a little bit deeper into some of the...
0: Yeah, we'll go... Actually, the,
1: mine are all obvious as well. Yours
0: are all very obvious. I've tried to sort of put mine in different locations, and I do have a couple of honourable mentions just because they came out this year. Oh. So do you want to kick us off?
1: Yep. So my first one, where am I going to start with? I'm going to start with the bottom of my list. Sure. Society. Yes. From 1989. I only saw this recently with you. I
0: watched it with... And we say recently. This was a couple of years ago now that we watched it. it. Well, it
1: stuck with everyone who watched (laughs) it that night. No one could believe what they had witnessed. Is it a horror?
0: (laughs) It's definitely something. It's like a... So it's
1: a story of like high-class society people. Yep. um, Basic... uh, To to, 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 to distill it down into its, you know, its rawest form. It's basically... There's a the society of these like upper rich people. They uh, they engage in a ritual called the shunting. Is that what it was called? <laughs> the shunting, yes. The shunting. Oh, my God. Which basically is just a fucking orgy. Mm-hmm. But they, um, they kind of, and it's all ancestral as well. So it's a family. Yeah. So there's a lot of incest jokes and incest scenes in it between Mm -hmm. the mother, dad and daughter. And the main character is the son who's not really into it. No.
0: He's not keen with being a yuppie. He's he wants to be
1: he wants to be just him his own man. He doesn't like high society. No. But it ends it it it, you know, it ends in this cacophony of this huge sexy scene at the end where all the society folk mm-hmm. so not just one family but a whole bunch It's like the them.
0: whole neighborhood.
1: Yeah, the neighborhood merge into this one fucking blob of a human. Um you know there's a fisting up the ass scene where they fist all the way up guy this guy's ass and out his mouth and and they and they love it. Yeah. And like you know the dad's like face merges into his bum and he's like <laughs> And he's like, I guess, he says to me, so, man, maybe I'm a butthead then. And (laughs) and it's weird. It's like a fucking, like, it's like a a latex slime extravaganza of weird vibe. (laughs) (laughs) But it's way worth the watch. It's such a strange film. Just
0: for the whole, that last final, like, orgy. The shunting. The shunting scene. And
1: shunting sounds so abrasive as a word. It (laughs) sounds like such... Oh, it's like it's like a word that you describe, you know, a rape scene or something. A little bit. He got shunted. Fuck shit.
0: Damn, they got shunted fuck
1: yeah, the shunting yeah so if you ever wanna fucking have a uh, you know a bit of fun just go on the internet and write society shunting and maybe even put gif at the end
0: <laughs> there's some pretty
1: funny gifs oh, out there, there of this thing. there so,
0: are a lot of gifs but the
1: whole the whole film is built around this one scene yeah pretty
0: much like the rest of the film there I've, are some
1: other funny scenes probably
0: couldn't tell you too much about the rest there's of the just film there's a
1: couple of light shuntings yeah <laughs> Involving the daughter and stuff like yeah. that. And but
0: it's it's just it's such good practical effects. Everything is practical. It's like this is eighty nine, so it's it's nothing is CG. This looks fantastic in its grotesque sort of slimy. But it's pretty much way. the epitome of body but, horror. Yeah. Because it's like it's Straight not even up.
1: it's not a monster or anything. It's people in it, arriving in ecstasy, merging with each other. Yeah. It's almost like if you're a young child and you walked in on your yeah, your parents having sex, it's what you would see. Yeah, like you wouldn't much. understand what you're seeing. Their bodies emerged. It doesn't make no sense.
0: It's because like they just want to be. It's like a an very... amalgamation of this one big thing.
1: Yeah, it's like a uh, kind of. A...
0: Everyone has their own head up their ass, quite literally. in, yeah. this, in this film. Oh um,
1: God, society. It's... 1989. Look it up. It's it's definitely to me when you said body horror. It's one of the things that sprung straight to my. All right, straight to, my, straight to the, the list. Straight on there. Right yeah. on there. Right on there.
0: Bam. Um, my top of the list, uh, Slither.
1: Oh, basically S- the same.
0: Straight up. Like 2006, um, it is James Gunn, which is fantastic. Um, so
1: James Gunn is, you know, uh,
0: Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy.
1: Uh, what was that with the latest one? The yeah, Suicide Squad.
0: Yeah, that was great. Remake.
1: Um, Stuff like that.
0: Lollipop Chainsaw. Fantastic. Oh yeah. Great game. Fucking love it. Um so basically this is a huge homage uh, whether he admits it or not to Night of the Creeps. So basically
1: It's also kind of the same storyline as Shiver, which yeah. is a Cronenberg film. Yep. Um with the the slugs. The slugs. Yeah. Very much and- so.
0: Um, so we get this meteorite, falls to earth. Michael Rooker, who, again, he's in all of James hey, Gunn's yeah. stuff. Um, he,
1: Mr. Svenning
0: yeah, from he, Rats. <laughs> yes. Would you like a chocolate-covered pretzel?
1: Hey, um,
0: he finds this meteorite. He gets uh, kind of, like, shot with a little needle thing. Barbed, from, a monk,
1: from a rock, From yeah. a
0: rock. Um, and he kind of, throughout the rest of this film... He begins to transform.
1: I think the word that gets used a lot in these body horror films is metamorphosis. Yes, like uh, he, take, he takes a met. You know, there's a lot of changing and thing in it. So
0: uh, it but starts. It's also.
1: Well, we also forgot to mention it also um, stars Nathan Fillion.
0: It does st-
1: playing basically Captain Mao, playing as the local Nathan cop. Nathan
0: Fillion. Yes. Um. So during this town, there's like slugs sort of going out into this town as well. Um, They're attacking people. People are becoming zombies. There's this one poor woman who just becomes this, like...
1: Breeding ground. Breeding
0: ground for all the slugs. So at one point, they find her in this barn, and she is just
1: huge. She's just a sphere.
0: She is just a the circle. size of a barn. A circle with, with a face <laughs> on it.
1: <laughs> and she's like, I'm so hungry, can you just like kick over? The-? And it's like, this is a ho- comedy horror. Yeah, this is
0: comedy horror. But so much this, comedy. This is also horror at its finest like with this body horror sort of a metamorphosis, if you will, because he just changes. So it starts out with just like this pustule sort of rash on Bee-sing. his chest. Oh, I got stung by a bee. To like Soon his teeth are coming through his cheek and he's, he's got horns. He's becoming this Jabba the Hut kind of Z- slob monster. And Michael
1: Rooker already looks a bit like that. He
0: does, yeah.
1: He <laughs> like never has any hair. He's looking at the alopecia.
0: <laughs> a like... little bit, yeah. So it's just like he just transforms through the entirety of this film into this disgusting blob human um, thing.
1: Yeah, it's basically taking that idea of like the body horror and, and putting a Hollywood big budget onto yeah. it and they go they go pretty ham with it it's pretty funny this movie is a good fun film yes. like um my wife like enjoys this film because it's it's just fun as yeah. well and because you've got that nathan Fillion humor in it as well it's got like the it's the small town vibe as well yeah. like the country town so you know there's a there's a, a you know a small cast of people that you know you get to know throughout the film and they you know it's just fun but yeah it is basically night of the creeps remake without yeah. fucking tom atkins which yes, which
0: should have had Tom Atkins. But yeah, it's kind of that's, replaced that's just, Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like definitely 100% check out Slither. Just the transformation of Michael Rooker alone is worth the watch.
1: I'm the comedy. Like, uh, there's well, some yeah. pretty funny, grotesque scenes. When he breeds with people. Yes. It's pretty fucking gross. <sighs> it's supposed to be, like, it's supposed to make you feel gross. Yeah, and it, kind and of it does. does.
0: It does that so well.
1: It's got that slime level high. Oh
0: yeah, so much slime. I love a slime.
1: Well, going straight into it, next one I'm going to talk about is which. So I've got a couple in here which, like, I was like, "Oh, are these like you know?" Are these body horror light or Pepsi or Diet <laughs> uh, ones? But then now, when you you went through your explanation, these are definitely body horror. So I'm going to say it straight away. Into my cartoon one, Akira. Yep. 1988. 100% Akira. The most important anime to ever be released in the West. It introduced the West. This was the first ever like English uh, dubbed anime that. Any Westerner saw. Yes. This is what set the standard. And I only watched this last weekend. It is still top standard. Yeah. Like it is still looks the best. It is still has one of the most uh, really strange. It's got a redub now, so the story makes more sense. So mm-hmm. it's really compelling. I showed it to a whole bunch of millennials um, who had not experienced this the first time around. They yeah, really right. appreciated its craft. They didn't quite get into its story. Yep. Which is fair enough. But as someone who's read the comics... I feel Akira the movie becomes a lot better once you've read the comics because you figure most of the stuff is happening in the background. Yeah. So, apart from it being one of the most important cartoons that's ever been created, <laughs> uh, it has a very high, big body horror element to mm-hmm. it, especially the end.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, even I've seen it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you don't even like anime. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's homage and everything. It's mm-hmm. South Park when... Cartman t- takes too much calamine lotion because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in the bath. Of, uh, yeah, he turns. the Akira Metamorphosis uh, uh, transformation is like you know very well known. It pretty much set the standard to, for that. Oh, uh, bio, uh, bio, uh,
0: biomechanical, me-
1: biomechanical shit. Like yeah. you know, it probably influenced.
0: And this was around the same time as Tetsuo the Iron Man as well.
1: Yeah, right, like was it?
0: That Japanese film, yeah. Which is also a body was...
1: horror one, definitely. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, Tetsuo, I mean, that's, that's a that's a fucking watch. That's a See, hard I've never wa- seen it, it's so it never,
0: never got on my list. I
1: used samples of it in some of the skate movies I used to make. Oh,
0: nice.
1: Um, but yeah, Akira, phew, fucking, in itself, you could do a whole episode on Akira, but they, the, the body transformation stuff in that the Tetsuo goes through at the end of that where his body stops listening to him. Yep. yeah. Uh, and he, he gains ultimate power, the knowledge of the universe, uh, his body does, and, and it just, like an amoeba, it's what they say, it's like giving amoeba ultimate power. or maybe it's just consume and then create whatever. So it's just doing that by instinct, and his body does that. Yep. So he just turns into this giant, massive human bio flesh thing. Fuck.
0: Yeah, it's good. It maybe we up. should do it as an episode.
1: Oh, I've just watched it recently. I don't know if I can do it for another couple no, of years.
0: Well, well. We'll watch it's it not really horror though it's anime like i you know you know me and my animes actually in saying that um as much as i'm not a huge fan of anime like anime does body horror good
1: oh yeah the um the cyberpunk shit that they like with that whole genre of cyberpunk uh, genocyber is one of the ones where we very body horror it's weird there's like cyborgs in it which is one of my favorite things which influenced so much of my shit when i was growing up like cyborgs that you know, they split their arms open and stuff comes out of it, like bio, like chainsaws, shit that clearly couldn't have fit in there.
0: Yeah. And that's that thing of like, ugh. Yeah, because, that's, well, that's when you start talking um, about stuff like Tokyo Gore Police. Fucking Japan just know what they're doing when it oh, comes well, to this kind of stuff. Their body,
1: oh, they're, 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 uh, body hor- horror is just like a fucking uh, household genre. <laughs> yeah. over there. Like It's just, it's like, just oh, yeah.
0: in everything. It's in their, like, soap operas.
1: It is, yeah. It's <laughs> probably an Akira soap opera. <laughs>
0: I, but, probably, um, but yeah. So my next one on my list is the stuff from 1985, directed by Larry Cohen. Um, this is one of those ones that is is on everyone's list for a body horror because it just takes those practical effects to the, the next stuff. level. The stuff. Um, so it's like this this weird like fluff kind of marshmallow thing that yeah, everybody really nice is to eat It does. It's
1: like at the end of Ghostbusters when they're. The, when the, the Stay Puff blows yeah, up? Yeah, and I just want to eat it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was the shaving cream, but yeah, I, I wanted to eat th- it. I
0: think it was. Because you can buy marshmallow fluff. You can buy it in a thing... Uh, it's not good. Fluff. It's Yeah, it's, I
1: remember we bought that back when I had a share house. Yeah. And even in the share house, it stayed in the cupboard and no one ate it.
0: Yeah. it's. Like, I think everyone at some point has fluff in their cupboard, but it just never gets eaten. Like, I can't eat foul. it. It's too much sugar. It's too much everything. Like, what do you
1: put it on? Toast?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, you can my probably use it in a
1: cake as yes. like a middle, like in a sponge yeah. cake or something.
0: My friend puts it between Pop-Tarts. Where is that um, friend? I feel that he you- has diabetes and I'm concerned. You shouldn't be friends with me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so it's this new dessert that's just like sweeping the nation and everybody's eating it, but there's just something not. White right. Where is it coming Something from? Sinister. What is it doing? Like, you know what is it
1: doing? What, what is, is it that doing? Because
0: people start to become sort of like zombified, but not in the classic, like brainwashed. More brainwashed and sort of becoming sheep. Oh, we're all gonna sit around. We're all gonna eat the stuff as a family. The stuff. The stuff. Um, we get these great scenes as well, like the um, the one guy that he kind of it starts to come out of him and his face just contorts so much and it just sort of opens up and everything comes out as well, <laughs> which is fantastic. Is, uh,
1: is it a, com- a commentary on consumerism?
0: Yeah, big ol'. Well, a lot of body horror you'll find is a commentary in one way or another. Yeah, I, think it's, it's like... I don't want to say it's the smartest genre out there, but
1: the broccoli represented AIDS, <laughs> <laughs> the, the green mist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's either. It's but all...
0: you can pretty much just say, yeah, like a lot of it. Like, look at um, the, like I say, with the the Melt movie Street Trash, whether like it or hate it, it is a big commentary on America's um, homeless epidemic during, during the 80s. And how
1: people saw them.
0: And yeah, how people saw them and how people wanted to kind of get rid of them. Like, well, what's the best way to get rid of them? Get them to drink alcohol and melt.
1: <laughs> and throw dicks around <laughs> throw for dick. like 45 minutes. That's fun. Slow motion, di- like severed wangs. It's pretty much our bread and butter. Exactly. Wow. We didn't put that in here. It's good. We did mention street trash in the I did mention yet. street trash. So yeah, we, once again a, a classic melt movie. Melt. It's so fucking gross.
0: Yeah. It's like, so good.
1: Right. Like the idea of Melt movie. Isn't that body Isn't that called Body Melt? Is it that Australian film? There
0: is Body Melt. Yep. I didn't put it on my list cuz I haven't seen it in years. I actually
1: watched it recently at um at,
0: at DXS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at
1: a uh, Starblaze yep. collectibles and um yeah, it just wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be.
0: Sure, sure, sure. It didn't
1: have much body melting in it. Like, okay. I was really surprised for such a classic film that everyone mentions. I was like, oh.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen it since I was young. Fair so on. that was a while ago.
1: I always love Street Trash's cover, the blue cover of just the melting face, mm-hmm. which I think is in a toilet in the actual yes. film. Yeah. Yes, it
0: is. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's some yeah. real great moments in that. Um, My next one is also one I question put in there, but now I definitely think it is, is Hellraiser. Mm -hmm. The Hellraiser, Mm -hmm. I guess the whole franchise. We'll just talk about the first one because, like, you know, it's all about that kind of a... But in a different like, it's not a melt. It's not a metamorphosis. It's more the manipulation of... It's
0: the violation.
1: The violation of flesh. Mm -hmm. I have eternity to mould your flesh.
0: See? Perfect.
1: Um, Hellraiser, yeah, probably not considered to be, like, a, a, a... a body horror film like traditionally, well, look, but the it, more you think about it, the more it is. It definitely
0: like, is, and you, even if you put it under the subcategory, so it's a this horror with this element, um, because all of the stuff that's happening, that's the whole point, is it's the violation and de- uh, degradation. It's also that pleasure whatever.
1: vibe that seems yeah. to be in a lot of it, where like, a lot of the things that are happening to the people – they want it to happen once it is happening, because you get the centobites straight away. And then like they're they're changed humans, they're they're modified. They're all like kind of like pain is pleasure, so they're all like cut themselves up, manipulating themselves in a way yeah. to have a more pleasurable life in hell, I suppose.
0: It's a transformation, uh, so mm,
1: and then them themselves then push this transformation onto other people, where they then take, they they pull people into this realm, manipulate their body for their own, almost their own pleasure, but also, you know, some people's idea of pleasure is pain. Like, it's a very sexual thing. It's Clive Barker. What do you expect?
0: Yeah, yeah, well.
1: What do you expect? The metamorphosis of Clive Barker is definitely something.
0: Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. No, it's 100% agree with you on that one. Like, just a lot of, like, even the the, the chains, the ripping, the the everything. The bondage. Yeah, everything about it. Just the, the the
1: um you know like the exploration of your own body in a way that's very extreme <laughs> is a, is that kind of, and that's the kind of that's not what the, the whole film's about mm-hmm. but it is a little bit but that's kind of like the body horror element to it and um I mean I love the Hellraiser films I I still think they're great like yeah. not all of them especially not Deader <laughs> Hellraiser Deader with Lance Hendrickson, the video yeah. game one. But you know what? I reckon if I rewatch that I'll be like, well, you know what? It's heats better than all the ones I've made recently. What is your um Speaking of Hellraiser, sure. They've announced more shit about the TV show. What yes. is your thoughts about them changing up the look of the puzzle box? Have you seen that?
0: I haven't seen the puzzle box.
1: It's different. They've just changed it completely. And I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> that puzzle box is fucking perfect.
0: Yes. And I've it's not so seen iconic. It.
1: Oh yeah, there's a screenshot of uh, on set of the girl, uh, the lady who's in it, holding the puzzle box on set, like showing it to the camera. It's just a a snappy shot. I tagged you in it. Did you? On the internet, you can look it up quickly now. I will. Let
0: me let you. And I think Jason Gillespie Gillespie
1: put it up. If you want to find it on him, but anyway,
0: you can probably just find it in
1: Google. Like new Hellraiser shot. Anyway, um, I digressing.
0: Body That's what h- we do.
1: Body. H- I'm trying to think of some other things like within the Hellraiser genre. I mean, there's all. Yeah. I mean, it's it's mostly just the cinnabars, like butterball chatter, like you
0: can't oh, do yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, and how that. They, yeah, they're uh, how-
0: images, images, images.
1: Anyhow, I am going to keep going on while you find that. I'm just gonna rubble on. I'll tell you something. I found at my parents' house this week the entire run of the original comic issues of Cabal. Oh. oh no, what's it called? Uh, Nightbreed. Yeah, right. I've got them all bagged and boarded and I was like, I forgot I ever had these. And I'm like, Shit. oh, man, that's so good. And I've also got like the the Clove Barker cover of Sadooth up on the wall up there. I don't know if that's how you say it, but it's signed by him, like actual sign, not just a printed one. Anyhow, that's me stalling for time.
0: <laughs> While well, my fi- computer loads so fucking slowly um, it's directing me to tweeters. Um, yeah, right.
1: You're not gonna find it. Go no, on with I've your next. film. I found it. Oh, you have found the box. The yeah. picture.
0: Yeah, it. Yeah. It's
1: not really, It's not anything special, it's, is it?
0: It looks no, worse.
1: It. it looks boring. Yeah. What?
0: Well,
1: why changed the box? Like, the box is the one thing that all the films have kept consistent yep. throughout every studio, every person's reimagining. The whole point is that, is that this box is continually everywhere through all warps of reality and everything. And then they changed it. And I'm like, it's like, it's like it's, I don't know what it's like. It's like just doing, oh, I suppose it's like doing Nightmare on Elm Street and changing Freddie completely and making me into a pedo.
0: Yeah, <laughs> don't do that.
1: Which makes me just think, oh dear, what are you guys doing? You're gonna fuck this. You're gonna you're gonna take it. You're gonna fuck it up.
0: Well, we'll we'll wait and see. Like,
1: yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting heated.
0: You are getting heated. I love it. I love it. But anyway, now that we've went on a huge tangent, I'm bringing it back down to Ginger Snaps.
1: Oh God, that is a big down.
0: How is it a down? It's a great film. I've never
1: seen it. I'll admit it.
0: Don't trust judgment until you've seen it. Uh, The
1: cover never pulled me in. It was just a girl on the cover. It looked like a bloody, it looked like just a teen romance thing. She had a little bit of blood coming out of her mouth. (laughs) Ooh, ginger snaps. And it didn't even have a scary name. There was nothing that would have ever made me ever watch it as a young and I wasn't even that young, it was like 2000, was yeah. that 21 years ago?
0: I'm going to make you watch it. Oh, fuck. I am. Um. So Ginger Snaps, 2000, um, it is a Canadian horror film. So it's basically about these two sisters. Bo- what's it, a boot? What's it, a boot? These two sisters, Um. they're just like on the... Doll? ...outskirts <laughs> of society. They're, they're, they're outcasts, they want to be. Um, they want to be
1: outcasts? They want to be outcasts. Are they yeah. like from a rich, privileged soci- a suburb?
0: Yeah. They're not, nice... they're not like
1: they're not slumming it.
0: No, they're not slumming it. Um, anyway, Ginger, the older sister, she gets bitten by a werewolf, and so she starts to experience this transformation. This, however, coincides with her first period. So we start to get this whole as she's sort of her her womanly changing body. We're all just to, to expect that this is her, be- like because she's a commentary
1: had a- on how men see women.
0: Yeah, as
1: like that. What's that comic? Man eaters.
0: Man eaters. Yeah. yeah. So while she's changing, and it's like, well, oh, this is just normal. It's natural. It's like her her womanly body changing. It's her. She's becoming this this werewolf. And the whole film is her uh, her personality is changing. Uh, she's becoming more powerful as a person. She's becoming more confident. But then also the physical transformation into. A werewolf star. So it's does it's, she dress
1: in black and then go to a jazz bar and dance with, no. with Maguire?
0: That would have been better. <laughs> um, but even then, like as she's um, the transformation is not. It's not a. It's not a full moon werewolf deal. It's a werewolf kind of all the time deal. Oh. So. She starts she starts growing a tail. She starts uh, like little she's horns. She's turning into a wolf. Extra nipples. All these things start like horns. her body starts changing completely. No little like nipples and stuff.
1: Are they said horns?
0: No, cuz like she's getting ears. Oh, ears okay. Yeah. Um so by the end of this film like she's she's gone from this like meek sort of angry teen to
1: Teats galore. What
0: the fuck is happening? And it looks amazing. Like, it's all practical. It all looks really good um, for a low budget as well. Um, so that's... So is it more
1: about the transformation? Yeah. Putting it, throwing it hard into the body horror category.
0: Oh, hard. Is
1: that one Harded. of your favourite Werewolf films?
0: Probably, yeah. What's your... I don't really like werewolf films too much. Would you do a werewolf we film? We will, one? because it'll just be me being like, I don't really like werewolf films that much. Here's a list of like Curse 10 films i our love. was one most
1: listened to <laughs> It
0: really was.
1: <laughs> oh, no. And we was just, well, you didn't, I just didn't like it. It was dumb.
0: That's fair. That's
1: American fine. World from London can't go wrong.
0: Well, no, that is a that is another one that didn't quite make my list because I haven't that watched. That was a it very iconic body
1: enough. horror thing. Oh
0: for fuck yeah! Like, for fuck yeah! For fuck <laughs> yeah! John Landis, uh, Rick Baker. It was Rick Baker who did all that that,
1: that shit. practical
0: effects. Fucking amazing. I didn't put it on my list because I haven't seen it in a very. We can long time.
1: mention them. We like, can just a mention's good enough. Like there's a whole bunch in here. Obviously we haven't done. Mm. Um. Alright, I'm gonna. Is that you done? I'm done. You fucking over that shit? I'm talked.
0: I've I'm talking. You talked out? I'm talking. My down.
1: next one I'm going for some of the hard hitters now. I'm gonna go for the thing. Yeah. The 1982 Kurt Russell one, mm-hmm, not the original mm-hmm. carrot one. <laughs> <laughs> where the thing was a carrot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um or, or vegetable, whatever it was. It was like a vegetable-based, one of those like hammery kind of films, wasn't yep. it? Um anyway, the thing. 1982, John Carpenter directing, Kurt Russell acting. Mm-hmm. Alongside a, a, a plethora of manly men in an isolated environment, um, this is like—I think this might have been probably my first body horror kind of horror film. I saw as a young kid. Like, this is the the, the so interesting. Mm-hmm. It has some of the greatest autopsy scenes as well. I love a good autopsy scene where they pull in yeah. flaps back and, <laughs> and and labias galore everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, like one of them. Um I don't think I really need to explain the thing.
0: I no, everyone's seen the thing. If you I mean, haven't seen the thing by now, like
1: just pro- probably not reassess the, your life. It wasn't even a remake, that two thousands one. Two thousand one was it or something like that? I mm. can't remember. It doesn't matter. They did the other one. They didn't call it anything but the thing. So there's three films just called The Thing. The thing. Which are all but th- it wasn't that it was directly a sequel. Like I have watched it. It was a faux pas. They yep. shouldn't have called it just The Thing because it, it references the first film. Mm. And they go back to the site of the first film. So it is a direct sequel. So just calling it The Thing, like yeah. it wasn't a reboot and it wasn't a remake. It was a direct sequel. Sure. Like and I'm like just call it The Thing 2. Yeah. Or The Thing 2000. Thing 2000. <laughs> 2000. You know what I mean? Like, call it something else. Like, The Thing Retribution.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure.
1: The Thing Reloaded.
0: The Thingening.
1: The (laughs) Thingening. The Thing, The Thingening. The Thingest.
0: I'd watch that.
1: (laughs) But anyhow, yeah, and all they did was that they replayed the, the same story but added a female scientist in the mix. And I'm like, and I know, like, there's, I'm trying not to sound like a dickhead or anything. Not just any but female think,
0: scientist. It's Barry Elizabeth Weinstead, So, pff, yeah, but
1: like, I think some of the majesty of the thing that was, it was a bunch of just isolated men. Yeah. Like there was no distractions of anything else or anything. I'm not saying women are distractions. I'm not going to say that women shouldn't be in horror films. I'm not going to say any of that stuff. But that was a schnick. Yeah. There was no romance. Which is great because I don't like romance. and no, I don't, like, don't. I don't like sex scenes. Right? There was nothing like that. It was just about who is the thing, yep. who is hiding the hidden. Uh, like, you know, what is going to happen next? Like, how can we manly get out of this? Guess what? You don't. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, look I, look, I agree with you. You don't...
1: You don't have to have, like, all don't. those elements. You but don't yeah, not have to have those they, elements. Uh, and uh, the, some of the best films are always, like, the the core systems, like, shredded down to their just basic things. And that's what the thing was. It was just some dudes that can't get out of this base. And then you get, like, the beautiful shots of, like, the snow and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, just they took the environment. They really showed it. You know what I mean? Like, they they filmed it, like, up in – I don't know where they filmed it, but, like, it was clearly in the snow for a (laughs) lot of it. You know, there's – yeah, it's just – the thing is this.
0: Fuck. Mm-hmm. The practical effects. The just practical. The, the way effect. that the done by
1: a young dude. Oh
0: my god! Yeah. No, the thing is definitely like.
1: And the new one was all CG. Was it? And there is footage online of the two thousand thing, whatever it is, two thousand something thing, the Naughties thing. Mm-hmm. It should be called the Naughty. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Um, Of all these practical effects they made, yeah, and then they didn't use them, and it was some of the best like practical effects ever, yeah, because that was what it was. It was coattailing on that shit, and they all executive chose to go CG because
0: that was the way of the future. And now future. you're
1: watching, you're like, yeah, I, I, you know, uh, but it's, it's
0: funny because all of these people that like, like us sit there and go practical effects are so much better. They're all now of the age where they're making films and they're bringing it back to practical effects. Like, I don't know if you've watched, started watching the new Chucky TV series. No, Um, it's on. I don't find
1: TV series of, of horrors go very well.
0: It, look, it's not bad. It's entertaining so far. There's only been two episodes, Um. But literally the end credits, there's like fifteen puppeteers because it's all practical. Chucky is all practical. Well, there's, it makes sense. Like it's not some CG puppet mess. Or
1: a or a, 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 a you know a person dressed up as a, a thing.
0: They did do that. they like, little people for, for one scene, um, which worked well because. He, is that one
1: of those ones you just see him kind of running in the foreground or background or something like that? Like not. He's really like folk- literally
0: walking through the neighborhood, but he's wearing a mask because it's Halloween. So he's got like. A Hello Kitty mask on.
1: That's pretty funny. It was
0: really good, but yeah. So that that's another thing. Like practical effects are just making a bigger comeback, w- and using CG as like a little helping hand here and there. Well,
1: the person who like uh, has always used CG the most is G- 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 get What how
0: do you say his name? Guillermo del Toro. Del
1: Toro. Yeah, he has always used it when he did like the Hellboy films. And he just added CG to practical uh, puppets and stuff. Yeah. So he'd add the eyes, blinking would be, like, stuff like that. So that's when CG's always looked its best. Like, the of the Maro, whatever it is the Toro films, the Pan Labyrinth and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Like, Pan with his walking, like, they CG'd out bits of his legs, you know, like, to make it look.
0: Well, that's the kind of thing that, that you want to be doing. You You don't want to rely on it. You want to use it to elevate it. Yeah. You're using CG to elevate practical.
1: Unlike all those shutter films, all those like you know those spiders attack.
0: Oh, I love those.
1: <laughs> Where <laughs> and the, spy- the spiders are just on a loop and they're yeah. just, but they're not moving. They're just walking on the spot. In I'm the still okay
0: with that. I love those films. They're yeah.
1: great. Yeah, they are their own genre, they... and they all are tongue in cheek, and they realize how crap they are. It's
0: true, and I love them so I'm
1: much. Birdemic.
0: <laughs> Cloud, Anyhow, the clown-nado. thing
1: 1982 fucking one of the not only one of the best the best body horror films in the world maybe one of the best horror films ever yep um it, it would have to be in the top f- fucking 10 at least yeah could be in the top
0: five could be if you go hard um so my one of my final films before i roll into my honorable mention films is american mary um, so this is a 2012 film um, directed by Jen and Sylvia Soska, the Soskatin twins. They just recently did a remake of Rabid, which has its own elements of body horror to it as a well. Rabid. Um, so this is basically a film. It, it, it's not hard to watch, but it is, it is confronting. So it's basically about this young girl. She's um, studying to be a surgeon. She um, is having trouble paying her tuition. She inevitably um, falls in... At, puts is put in a horrible situation with her professor and some of his uh, cronies um, she ends up being raped drugged yeah. and she drops out of medical school um, needing money she finds a job as a stripper um, where becoming friends with like the the owner um, he discovers that she's studying to be a surgeon and then she is pulled into this sort of like shady sort of well this guy's just been shot round back I need you to take the bullet out so she starts sort of moonlighting as a stripper slash surgeon and then in a way finds herself as this sort of underground surgeon in the body modification um, community so people are coming to her for you know tongue splits arm amputations all these different things and as she's doing all this stuff and she's getting better and better she decides that she is going to take some revenge on her professor and oh. she kidnaps him and she does all of these modifications to his body, um, changes him so much. Uh, it's it's fascinating. Uh, very, very well done. Very well done for the Soska sisters, I've got to say. Um, just watching how all of these different things like with the body modification community because it's not just about, you know, getting your tongue pierced or getting a little dermal under the skin. It's It goes real far. Some people amputate body parts.
1: Yeah, that's gross.
0: <laughs> it is pretty gross but it is really cool as well. Like this movie is definitely, uh, it's not going to be for everyone. Like there is a character in it and she has basically had enough plastic surgery and changed herself enough that she looks like Betty Boop. That's horrible. And that looked really good. No like, one wants to the, look at that. The effects were really good. Like, again, all practical. She looked amazing. Um, but that kind of thing. So, it's definitely
1: yeah. Yeah, that kind of weird vibe to it. Yeah. Mm. Mm, huh. And again,
0: Catherine Isabel, who is in this film, played Ginger in Ginger Snaps. So,
1: oh, well, there, mm, there, 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 you there go. that must make it well, great.
0: It does. Did she, she have a little
1: bit of blood coming out of her mouth?
0: She did. Yeah. My
1: last film, I'm just going to fucking just. Trample in there, and then we got heaps of. Odd. I think we should do an honourable mentions as part a segment at the end. Oh yes, uh,
0: yeah. A,
1: a, a couple more. Oh, you just see something I, I've seen. What I've you... actually got a couple more in, but I didn't want to like hear me typing on the thing so I've got to open it another page. Like no, my honourable mentions. That's fine. But the last one I wanted to talk about was the nineteen eighty eight film of the Blob, mm-hmm. make of remake remake of the Blob. Um, I think this film is great. This film still looks perfect. In most areas, there are, are some matte problems uh, later on in the film where they're, you know, they're like green screening, matting over some bits where, you know, but majority of it looks wicked. Yeah. Um, the kills in this are full body horror. Like, you know, you know this is a pure. Bo- so the, 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 if you don't know what it's about, a, a meteorite comes down, it's got some slime in it, it jumps onto people, it kind of absorbs you in, it jellifies you. It, yeah, becomes it's like bigger
0: gelatinous cube.
1: Yeah, yeah. My <laughs> joke, gelatinous cube. <laughs> um And goes on. But like the kills in this are just so intriguing. The one where the dude gets pulled down the sink.
0: I have not s- seen it. Have you not seen this film? I have not film? seen this film because I wanted to do an episode, but you, this was before we'd moved into the spoiler cast. So you just recently had watched it. So I haven't seen this film yet.
1: Oh my dickholes!
0: I know. I'm, I'm writing
1: it into. I'm a
0: horrible human being.
1: That might be next week for us, <sighs> or next time, whatever it's called. Um, but yeah, oh dude, like you, you can't even imagine how good this film is. There are so many good kills in this film, and so many. They've just sat down and like, it's like oh, have a cool way. You know how like, films have like their money, like ones like they're shot like in the hidden. Yep that we did last week, the money shot was like the bug coming out of the mouth. Yes. Where every single kill is that. It's in, all
0: in the, the money shot.
1: Yeah. Like every one of them is like, and there's so many good scenes. like a oh, bit like where a like lady like, like runs into a phone booth and it comes down over it and then just so violently comes in and they must have just put a dummy in You know, there's so many good effects in this film, all practical, yeah. all the best, like in ways they can do, do shit. I think there is a bit of matte stuff for the blob itself, but yeah. like especially when it gets huge at the end, they clearly could have. So it's a little blob that they've made and then made it bigger, yeah. like which is hilarious.
0: That's fine. That's fine. And the army
1: in it's so good. Like you know, <laughs> the army comes in, walls off the town. Like, yeah. Oh, just a great, great film. One of the things, but. Some honourable mentions.
0: All right, so straight out, I wanted to go into my honourable... My first honourable mention is Malignant. So, it is. it was the James Wan film that was released um, this year. Um, I really don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to give away spoilers because it's technically not out at the cinemas yet. Um, so, this one is definitely looks at the the style of body horror in a completely different way, but almost as in a possession. Um but not. It's really hard to explain. But this one does really go go deep. We this film is fantastic for compound fractures. There's just like compound fractures fucking everywhere in this film. Yeah. Um the special effects, the practical effects, everything about this film um is fantastic in that regard. Um and is definitely worth checking out.
1: Um there's some other ones as well, like just quick ones I'm just gonna go through just like the colour of space, that new like
0: Oh, the Nicolas Cage one? Yeah, the,
1: have you mm-hmm. seen that?
0: I haven't watched that oh, yet. And
1: there's a there's a shattering body horror scene at the end of that. Um, Tusk. Yes. Hate it. Still have to mention it. <laughs> so
0: Nobody fucking likes Tusk.
1: No one likes uh, Tusk. Uh, hum- the Human Centipede
0: franchise. Well, yeah, one hundred percent. You got to mention that. Like
1: you got to mention that.
0: Cabin Fever. Yes. Back
1: in the old yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. You hated
0: that film, Possessor. You've got on the list as well. Yeah,
1: Possessor is definitely one of the. There's a whole bunch of newish kind of ones as well out there.
0: Old uh, for me, like I didn't enjoy the film old. as much as I should have. It's again, it's a Shamalama Ding Dong film, so <laughs> whatever. But again, body horror because they're they're all on this beach and there's this one scene with a woman who she's like complaining about having a calcium deficiency, and you're like, well, how is this going to affect her? And holy fucking shit.
1: Does it affect? Oh
0: my god, it's like the best scene in this film.
1: Really? Fantastic. There's like the reanimator. Yep. And that kind of counts, I assume. Yes, it does. Yeah, so there's, there's lots of them. Yeah. There's lots of them out there. More than you've probably seen lots of body horror that you didn't even know was a body horror.
0: Yeah, that you wouldn't consider it. So yeah, there's this like let us know what your favorite body horror films are because obviously you know I love that everyone in the last in the zombie episode they were given our list of zombie films. I apologize that I did not put zombievers on my list. That a fucking film that I love so much, zombievers.
1: Oh, Zombievers, yeah. I, I haven't seen it, but I know of it.
0: I love it. I love it so much. So, Zombievers. Yep. Yeah. So thank you, everyone, for letting us know what your favorite zombie films are. You can continue to let us know what your favorite body horror films are. Um, so, look, that's going to do it. But before we sign off, I'd just like to shout out to the people that are interacting with us and helping us grow over on our social medias. People like Adam Gillespie, Dave Watson, Nick Chet Chetcuti, uh, Leah Pulitama, Chris Franks, Patrick Roberts, Michael Fiskin and Tsunami Hija. Thank you very much for all of your interactions. Your contributions. Yes, your contributions.
1: Now, you've been listening to television horror podcast, The Splatter Chatter with Dan and Jennifer. We are available on all major podcasting services and also on the YouTuber. <laughs> but no matter where you choose to consume us, uh, please make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, leave a comment or a review, and you never know you might get shouted out in the future episodes. Yeah, boy. Or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can interact with us on Facebook um, and, on, and on the Instagram at Terrovision Pod. Yep. Um, and stuff like that. We also have a, an email. I just skipped a whole bunch of forever. That is fine. We also have an email, terrorvisionpod at gmail.com. As I said, we don't make any money from this thing. We just do this for fun because we just want to do things. Yeah. And doing things is fucking cool. If I'm
0: not being creative, I'm going to shoot myself. If
1: I'm not being creative, I'm being nothing. I yeah. don't exist. <laughs> and yes.
0: Thank you guys. So until uh, next week, uh, remember, be kind. Rewind.